Welcome back to One Book That Changed My Life, where entrepreneurs and experts share one book and the life-changing principles they applied. If you love that flash, that spark of inspiration when a great idea just leaps off the page at you, but you don't have time for all the amazing books you run across, then this podcast is designed for you. In each episode, you'll discover business books, past and present, that are changing the lives of people just like you and come away with insights you can put into action right now. So let's jump into the latest book. Welcome back to the show. We are back with a repeat guest, Pat Scopoliti, and we're talking about one of his favorite books, The Little Prince. And if you're familiar with that, that might sound a little bit odd, right? Because The Little Prince is not a business book, but holy cow, the insights that come out of this episode. Um, When we talk about improving your performance and tracking and holding yourself accountable, immediately you confront the issue and the challenge of radical honesty with yourself, right? Honesty with yourself, honesty with, let's say, a mentor or a coach that you're working with. If there's not perfect honesty, you cannot have accountability and you can't really have goals that you lock onto and hold yourself accountable to. So this little insight from the book, The Little Prince, it's absolutely massively life-changing. It gives us an amazing opportunity to talk about Pat's radically different approach to goal setting, which I think should be everyone's approach to goal setting. But uh, I think it's gonna give you some incredible insight. I'm really excited about it. So you may have read The Little Prince long ago. You may think of it as a children's book. Set those preconceptions aside because we're gonna get into a concept that can absolutely change your life when it comes to improving your own performance and how you relate to yourself over your own performance. So without further ado, let's jump in with Pat Scopoliti. Welcome back to One Book That Changed My Life. We're back with Pat Scopoliti. You may remember him from the first episode of the show in which we had uh, an amazing time uh, talking about David Maester, one of the books that really impacted us. But today we're talking about a very, very different book, The Little Prince. And uh, if you don't know Pat from that first episode, I'll just give you a brief overview. So Pat is, uh, is a legend in the coaching business, comes uh, specifically like specialized for a long time in the executive recruiting space, but has branched out since to help uh, really CEOs, founders of uh, mostly professional service firms of various kinds, which is why we talked about uh, David Maester's book. Technology too. Technology too as well. Yeah. Yeah. I love so, technology um, companies. I'm crazy for them. All right. <laughs> okay. That's a whole other conversation. Yeah. yeah you, haven't, you haven't filmed me on that side of your business. Okay. So we're talking about The Little Prince, which is not a business book. So I'm very <laughs> curious because this is, a, I think of it as a children's book. I, I, think, uh, I think I get the overall concept. But for those that don't, first of all, how, how did you come across the book originally? Why did you read it? And then we'll talk about maybe the business applications of it because I'm very curious about how this ended up on this podcast. Oh, yeah. All right. So the how I found it, is that I was a freshman in college and it was, a you know, I lived in the dormitory. So it's a little tiny campus and it's got its own little bookstore, which I pretty much bought every book that they sell. <laughs> you know, I mean, what, hundred books, whatever. Um, so uh, I found this book in that bookstore, my freshman year in college. And it happened to be the month of February. Okay. I read the book. And I was so moved by it that I promised myself I would read this book in February every year going forward. Now, I, my commitment didn't last my entire life yes. because after 11 years of reading this book every February, it was so memorized. I couldn't do it the 12th time. I like it was so in my I knew every little word that was going to come next. Now, I didn't memorize it like I could repeat it to you. Not right. like that. Yeah. 
but I knew everything that was coming. And so, but I've read it many times since, just not in February and not every year. <laughs> well, I knew you were lazy deep down. So this is yeah, exactly my, yeah, my laziness exactly. kicked in after a decade. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so what was the, uh, what was the initial impact? Why you, so you read as a freshman, you're not in business at that point. You're kind of no, figuring not out what, what to do with your 11 life. years later. I was, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what um, was the impact it originally made? Each of us has a place of magical power within our souls. We all have that. And any business person that tries to tell you they don't care about that is lying and probably lying to themselves, right? Because they just don't know. Mm -hmm. But we all have this magical place. And the best name for that magical place is the name of the book. The Little Prince. It could be The Little Princess. No difference. It's exactly like every Walt Disney movie you've ever heard of or seen. It, th their, their movies are The Little Princess. Hmm. And, uh, you know, look into the fairy tales. And I did, you know, I'm, I studied Grimm's fairy tales. I mean, we're, we're not going to get distracted and all of that. But I'm going to tell you that there's this place of personal power. And The Little Prince is without doubt, Matt, without doubt, the single most honest fictional character ever invented by a writer. Wow, that's a big claim. Okay, elaborate. What do you mean by that? He never lies to anyone else or himself. Okay. When you read the book again, as I know you're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna see he never tells a lie to others or himself. Not even one time. He is honest. And that's what... I'm going to try to say his name, Antoine de Saint-Upré, the, the author. We'll, we'll just call him Upré because it's almost English enough to say. Anyway, what Upré gives us is a character, the little prince, who represents that place of pure and perfect honesty and also goodness within ourselves. I've never encountered a character like that. You know, you and I have talked about scripture a lot over the, over the years, right? Uh, the people in scripture are not pure and, you know, flawlessly honest within their souls, right? No, they are not. No. So you study scripture. I mean, Jesus, you know, maybe Jesus, but uh, there's nothing divine about the little prince. He's not being presented as a God or a deity or an idol of any form. Right. So we've got Jesus, baby Jesus, who lives perfectly his whole life and is sacrificed for mankind, etc. cetera. Uh, the little prince is nothing like that. And yet there is a perfect beauty in his soul. I'd never encountered anything like that before. Then, okay. go ahead. Well, so so I see. Like I know enough about you and and your obsession with performance to and to know. <laughs> I think where I think where that's going in the business world is is it gets to the heart of failure analysis. Like your willingness to be honest with yourself about the causes of failure. Am I, am I headed in the right direction? Uh, no, you just nailed it. <laughs> when. When you're my client, whenever that is again, when you're my client, I want you to behave like the little prince when we do your failure analyses. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So why is that so important? For anybody that doesn't know, failure analysis in, in Pat's model is the idea that when you set a goal, it is absolutely inescapable that if you do not hit the unit that you defined it, 
yes. by the time that you define it, it is therefore a failure and it needs to be analyzed. They, the underlying causes have to be identified, then corrected, and then the goal reset and and stride for again. And maybe right? lowered. Uh, potentially, yes, exactly. Potentially lowered, right? Yeah, um, that's what I fight with people about all the time. Yeah. Because unlike the little prince, they're not so honest with themselves. Right. And when they missed the goal by the unit, by the moment, when they missed it, probably because they didn't quite have that level of a goal in them to produce. Yeah. They don't have that. They're not ready yet. And they haven't learned the lessons yet. So we take the miss, which is, uh, it, it's like, it's a, a gift. It's a magical gift where what just occurred has inside it hidden, you know, all wrapped up in this nice, beautiful little box with bow on top and wrapping paper and everything, right? Like your birthday. There's a lesson in there. That lesson is designed only for you. And it's designed only for you in this moment for that goal. Mm -hmm. It's so specific that if you miss it, like you leave it under the Christmas tree until July, right? <laughs> you know, if, you, if you don't unwrap your present, if you don't analyze your failure, you don't get the lesson and your performance either stays the same or even worse, degrades. Right. And so when we come to setting our goals again, we want to ensure that you're going to unwrap the package should you fail. <laughs> we want that to be inescapable. <laughs> and okay. the little prince, oh, That's I so mean, if, if I keep talking about him, I'll start crying. Yeah. He still moves me that much. There are pages in this book that chapters 19, 20, and 21. If I were to start reading them to you, I would start crying. Right now, I'm going to be 61 soon. <laughs> I read this first when I was still 19. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was 19 years old when I first read this book. And I'd never heard of it before. And, it, and this, by the way, is the exact one. This no is way. The, That's the, literally the same physical the book? actual same book that I bought in St. Helena, California. Uh, actually, Angwin, up uh, on the hill, at the seventh day I've been at college that I was attending. <laughs> and by the way, if any Seventh Day Adventist college administrators are listening, I recommend they get rid of this book out of all of their bookstores. <laughs> <laughs> it, did, it didn't bode well for your staying in that, too, in that college. It doesn't. All it right, just doesn't. Hilarious. All right. So, per so perfect honesty. He is perfectly honest with other people, perfectly honest with himself. Uh, let's dive into the perfectly honest with himself. I get where that relates to, to performance. So we kind of understand if you're going to set a goal, First of all, you have to be as honest with yourself in the moment of setting it, but mostly as you can be, as you can. And, be, and right. it's a learning process. Right. Nobody can do it right from the get go. Exactly. There's just no way. Yeah. So you so you continually analyze your failure. You get better at setting goals. You get you get yes. better at recognizing when you're setting a goal that isn't being honest with yourself. So you kind of get right. better at that over time. But what never changes is the process of failure analysis. When you don't hit the goal, you honestly self evaluate and you look for that gift wrapped lesson. Now that's really powerful. Uh, is is that the process of getting more honest with yourself? Is just that just repeating that goal setting and failure analysis process over and over and over again throughout your life, or is there something else you should be doing to be? Yeah, honesty? no, there's there's more magic. Okay. Um, the part that I'll probably start crying about, <laughs> as the little prince, he he lives on an asteroid. Mm -hmm. He leaves the asteroid, and he has a beautiful rose that he left there. And he's heartbroken over that through the book. And he has to go back to his roads that he didn't treat properly in the first place. So he ends up analyzing the relationship to his beautiful roads. 
See, I'm going to get all teary. Um, <laughs> he analyzes and, and he asks, there's another relationship. Mm-hmm. And that's to a fox. He encounters a fox in this story as he's walking around on planet Earth after he got here from his asteroid, which he left because the relationship between him and the rose had gone in the wrong direction. (laughs) And so he comes to planet Earth. He's walking around planet Earth. He blunders into this fox and this fox teaches him. Hey, it's Matt. And if you want to turn your expertise into a lifestyle business without spending all day on social media, that is the question I am obsessed with. And you can get all of my podcast episodes, articles, sketches, videos, etc. It all goes into the Microfamous Field Report, which is available only on Substack. So go to microfamous.substack.com, enter your email address to get access for free. And now let's get back to the conversation. He teaches him the meaning of ritual. And what the little fox explains is that if every day is exactly the same, then you have no nothing to remember or look forward to. So that days have to be different. And that's where ritual comes from. So that he explains that, you know, there's a, a little neighborhood, a little village, and the hunters hunt every day except Wednesday. Might have been Tuesday. Anyway, so uh, no, I think it's Wednesday. Anyway, (laughs) so the hunters don't hunt on Wednesday. They go to a dance in the evening. And that allows the fox to look forward to Wednesdays when he's not going to be hunted. Okay. And so he teaches the little prince how to tame him by showing up at the same time every day, the exact same time. I think it was like four o'clock. So if he doesn't show up at exactly four, then the fox is never going to know when he's going to show up. So the whole rest of the hours of the day are like, you know, random. But if he knows that the little prince is going to show up at four and they're not even friends yet, the little prince has to tame him and the fox teaches him all of this. (laughs) Um, That you have to show up at the same time every day so that you can tame me. Because at first I'm not gonna trust you. But if I know you show up every day at the same time and you're not here to hurt me, then I'm gonna begin to trust you. And then beyond that, I'm gonna start to look forward. I'm gonna start to get excited. You know, around 12, I'm gonna know in four hours you're gonna be here. You know, and at two, I'm gonna really start to be like bouncing around. And by the time you show up at four, before you know it, I'm going to be your friend and I'll put my head in your lap. Now, these are my words. They're not exactly from the book. Yeah. Okay. But if you read the book, you'll get it. And we're not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't need, we don't need any crying on this podcast. Yeah. No crying a lot. There's no crying in business or baseball as Tom Hanks taught us. So <laughs> uh, the little prince learns how to be predictable how to be, how to lay down an expectation for others. And so beyond the self-honesty, there is the relationship to others. So he leaves his beautiful rose, big problem, comes to earth, learns from the fox. He ends up having to leave the fox mm-hmm. to go back to his rose. But he takes the lessons that the fox taught him. So the, the goals in business that we set, they don't just affect us. They affect other people. So what you want, if you're an employee, let's say you're a procedural person, right? And let's say you've got a gray-haired boss, (laughs) right? You want your boss to hear, if I set this goal, he knows that that's going to happen. Okay. You want to tame 
and train your bosses and your people, whoever they are, your customers, if you're a leader, whoever you are, you want everyone around to know you that when a word comes out of your mouth, like a number, like a goal, it's a promise. And it's a promise you're going to live by. And the only way to do that is as we were discussing a few minutes ago. You have to analyze your failure because no one hits those numbers perfectly every time. That's just not human. It's not real. It doesn't even happen in the universe. The universe does not behave that way. Mm -hmm. There are laws that dictate, but you know, if you look at like planetary orbits, they wobble. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes we're closer to the sun. Sometimes we're farther. You know, Newton's laws, they work, but it's kind of like we're in general. <laughs> <laughs> They're general laws of the universe. Yeah. Everything, everything moves around. Nothing is exactly predictable. So as human beings, when we set a goal and when we're in a relationship to other people who depend on our output, you want to learn how to analyze your failures so that you can improve your performance. And then after we lower your goal, because I always do that with everybody, uh, after you lower your goal to one you can actually hit, and then we teach you to care about that goal, like our fox in here, <laughs> you're going to learn to care about that fox and show up on time properly. <laughs> after we learn that, then the goals start to rise again because skills start to build. And that's what we're getting out of these packages when we unwrap them. Wow. Okay. I've known you for a long time, right? We've known each other for, I think, over five years now, something yeah. like that. Five, six years. I didn't know that. Now, we've talked a lot about failure analysis. I, didn't uh -huh. know, I did not know the link to the little prince. That's really, really well, interesting. Well, that's because you caused my awareness of it. I, I don't think I ever thought about that before today, right now. Really? Okay. Well, no, that's not true. Um, I thought about it, but at the big picture level. Oh, okay. Like at the ultimate relate. Like, you say, know, I'll, I'll take some my credit. relationship to my wife, you know, my children, yeah. you know, my friendship with you, that kind yeah. of, you know, I, I absolutely had it. And I absolutely had the connection from the little prince and his rose and his fox to failure analysis. I had all of that, mm -hmm. but I never brought it all the way down to my goal setting in business. That I never did before this session with you right now. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. There's. Uh, I, I, I wish that. Yeah, I wish that people could get, uh, could, could could get the full scope of what we're talking about here. Because like the yeah, it's it's such it's such the tip of the iceberg. Because um, <laughs> I because I've read all of your stuff on failure analysis. It's amazing, and it's it's drastically affected the way that I set goals. And I just want to sum up real quick for anybody that missed it. Like if you're not honest with yourself when you set the goal, the goal will probably will, will be off in some way. Mostly, if you're an ambitious person, it'll be off too big. Right. Right. In other words, when you actually set out to to do it, your performance is not actually what will get you to the goal that you claim you want. And you're not being honest with yourself most of the time in the setting of and the goal and you along the way. You don't have the science of your own performance. Well, that's true. You may not know either. You're, you're setting yeah. goals. No, based most on people don't. Unknowns. They just don't know. But once that is known, and once you know that you're like, once you know that your performance, you know what what you're capable of and stuff like that, you do get better at estimating your goals. Right. Like that, that gets better over time to the point where you should be able to set goals. Once you know your performance, you should be able to set goals based on what you know you can do. Almost express like you talk about as minimums, bare minimums, a floor, as opposed to trying to always hit a certain ceiling yes. that you're trying to jump up to reach. You want your goals ideally to be based on minimums that you absolutely have to hit day in, day out. No doubt about it. Uh, I think that's just it's just a completely different way of setting goals but and it's a way that requires as much honesty with yourself 
when you set the goal, honesty with yourself throughout when your performance isn't matching up, and then honesty at the end when, mm -hmm. and if you don't hit the goal, it requires that perfect, as much as perfect self-honesty as possible yes. to analyze why you didn't hit the I, goal. I got some bad news to hit you with. What's up? Can I hit you? Okay. Yeah, hit me. I've discovered very recently, Matt, I've been using the phrase forever, the one I'm about to tell you. I've been using it for 25 years or more, right? The, the phrase I'm about to say, but I've been shy to teach it. And what I've learned recently is that the reason I've been shy, it's a good reason. Uh, the reason I've been shy is because it is both a philosophical and a mathematical statement. Okay. You say the words philosophy and math to business people, you know, they just don't sign up so quickly. <laughs> no, but what I'm about to tell you is both a philosophical and a mathematical statement. I won't even mention geometric proofs. We're not going to talk about no, no. that. Not, not going to mention that. Okay. Your goal, your goal set as a minimum to the final unit by the final minute of the deadline. That goal must be both necessary. Like you have to do this. If, if, if you don't get this done, bad things are going to happen. So it's got to be necessary, but that's not enough. It's also got to be sufficient. So that when right. you do hit the goal, you have actually attained real success in the moment. Mm -hmm. And the problem with that, I mean, it sounds good when I say it, but when I try to get people to say it back to me, they go, you know, like, it's because the terms necessary but sufficient are both philosophical and mathematical. Oh, I got it. All right. I see the connection there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, which, which it's just, it, it's what makes goal setting hard. It is. Yeah, necessary. And now I get to say and instead of but. I'm not sure why. Necessary and sufficient. <laughs> and by sufficient, then we really we have to define all this. People don't know these definitions. Yeah. So we have to define necessary as it's going to hurt if it doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. And we have to define sufficiency that it won't hurt. Right. It's going to be good. You're going to be happy with that thing, whatever it is. And we're looking, I mean, this is like, you know, if we set our goals with this wide, we're looking for the little tiny narrow range in here where a single unit missed by a single minute still hurts yeah and you commit to it like the little prince which is something i never said before today's episode with you interesting all right that's why i love <laughs> these conversations all right how do people get in contact with you theconciliori.com i know the dot com is it my website theconciliori t-h-e-c-o-n-s-i-g-l-i-o-r-i just go there. You'll be fine. <laughs> right. And do go there. You, yes. You'll love it. It's a good website. Lousy yes. name by way of the spelling. You know, that's dumb. But uh, it's, the, God, Godfather but it's a great website. And you helped me with it a lot. Mm -hmm. I did. And it was, uh, and it is a great website. So there's, and there's plenty of things you can do. Leadership, self-assessment. There's articles to read. Uh, Pat is one of the most insightful writers and thinkers that I've ever, ever, ever encountered, which is why I wanted him on the show to talk about this. But anyway, uh, see, so everybody should go there. Um, and thank you, first of all, again. And this oh, you're awesome. welcome. And thank you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for rating and reviewing the show. And especially thank you for sharing the show with other entrepreneurs and experts. Every time you share the show, you're putting life-changing ideas into someone's life. Now, to get the micro-famous field report that helps you turn your expertise into a lifestyle business without spending all day on social media, go to microfamous.substack.com and enter your email to access it for free. That's where you get all my podcast episodes, 
articles, sketches, videos, everything goes into the Microfamous Field Report. So go to Substack, sign up for that today so you get that. And stay tuned for the next episode of One Book That Changed My Life. We'll see you there.